Thank you for listening to Flow Working, the entrepreneur's podcast. Make sure you find, follow, and please review us on your favorite podcast platform. If you're interested in being a guest on my show, you can sign up at flowworking.net. I'm your host, Megan Anderson. More people than ever are starting the entrepreneur journey and learning a lot in the process. On this show, I sit down with regular people who are running all types of businesses to discuss the ideas, opportunities, and strategies they're using to build, grow, and thrive as an entrepreneur. In this episode, I sat down for a chat with digital marketing expert, Melissa Tong, about the impact storytelling has in marketing and your elevator pitch, as well as some do's and don'ts for being in front of a camera. Welcome to this episode. I'm your host, Megan Anderson, and today I'm joined by my guest, Melissa Tong. Melissa is a three-time best-selling author on Amazon, award-winning storyteller, and founder, CCO of Duck Punk Productions, Inc., a creative marketing and content production company. At Duck Punk, Melissa works with businesses to build their brand, drive sales, and win more customers. Her work includes branding, marketing, story, and storytelling training, TV commercials, and branded content. Melissa has over 25 years in both in front and behind the camera experience in storytelling. She's also very passionate about women and social justice issues. In her leisure time, she sits on various nonprofit boards, including NAWBOLA, CalArts, and Wells Bring Hope. Melissa's a firm believer in her mantra, a quote from Pablo Picasso. The meaning of life is to find your gift. The purpose of life is to give it away. Melissa, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. So today we get to talk about something I love, which is branding and marketing and all of that fun stuff. But I'm going to ask a silly question, Duck Punk. How the heck did you come up with that name? Because it's so unique and I loved it. And I just wanted to know what's a little of the story behind why you named your business that? Well, you know, you know, I... As a storyteller, I always have story behind everything, right? So with Duck Punk, um, that was back in 2000 when I was trying to find a name for my company. And I just so happened to be at this lake, you know, and there were a bunch of ducks there and I was feeding the ducks with breadcrumbs. And back then in 2000, there was no camera on the phone, so I couldn't snap a picture. And there was this one duck who had a mohawk, just like my logo. And after 40 minutes, I was leaving and all the other ducks were like, oh, I'm full, I'm just hanging out. And I remember as I was walking away, I would be throwing breadcrumbs, you know, into the lake. And this guy with the mohawk will still charge over to get to the food. So I kept looking and thinking, wow, you've been eating this whole time. You're just a tiny duck. How much more can you eat, right? So I went home that night. I couldn't shake that image off my head. So I started playing with the word punk rock, uh, punk dog, mohawk. And then six weeks later, I decided to name my company Duck Punk. But... The, only, the justification at the time was because my last name is Tom. So by alphabetical order, I'm always on the last or second last page. So I thought, okay, well, if I have a name for my company, I don't want to call it Punk Duck because P is, you know, on the last few pages. So why don't I flip that and make it Duck Pun? So at least I'm a D, I'm a little bit early. So that was my justification at the time without noticing it actually has a much deeper meaning. So years later, you know, working in the advertising and entertainment world, I realized that I have to be like him because every hurdle I jump through, I mean, I, I am a minority woman working in that space. It's a very, very male dominated field. So I have to remind myself to be like him 
and never give up and to keep going after what I want. So that's my duck pun story. I love that. That is great. It's funny having Anderson as my last name. I never thought about it, but it's true. <laughs> Especially back in the 2000s, here we are aging ourselves. It, things were still alphabetical and you still went largely that way. Alphabetical. <laughs> yeah, that's great. It, that's a great reason, but I love that there's a deeper meaning for you now. That's wonderful. Because I just thought it was such a fun, fun business name that I wanted, you know, share the little story. So let's talk a little bit about storytelling because that's kind of your thing. Uh -huh. um, for entrepreneurs, especially, I think we struggle around feeling like our story is valid or feeling we have a story to tell. So how can we apply that storytelling piece mm. to, you know, branding and marketing? How can that really shine for us as entrepreneurs? Well, as human beings, we all have many, many stories to tell, right? I think the one mistake that is very easy to make for anybody, you know, you know, not just entrepreneurs is we sometimes don't know which one is relevant. And when it comes to business, Telling a relevant story can really have a much bigger impact on your business. But if you somehow tell a story that is not relevant, then you can fall flat, right? And people might think, oh, don't, you know, don't go there because she's going to start telling all her stories. And I remember one time um, I was doing a, web, uh, a seminar, you know, that was before COVID and my seminar was like 45 minutes. And after I finished, a woman came up to me and she, she's an entrepreneur and she asked me, ah, I finally get it. So what do you think I should, you know, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, tell my story, you know, do I, do I, should I make it five minutes? Do I make it seven minutes? And I looked at her like, wow, you clearly have not got it. <laughs> it's not, it's not about how long it's about how relevant it is. Right. And let me give you some examples. So I worked with a CPA once and he said, well, I, I want to get some new clients and I do a lot of networking um, events. But sometime, you know, after I say I'm a CPA and uh, people started like walking away and not really, you know, interested in talking to me, I'd say, what do you say to them? He said, well, I say, this is my name. I'm a CPA. I love working with numbers and I like helping people save money from Uncle Sam. I say, okay, that is a very typical <laughs> CPA pitch, but I say, do you think, do you think that has any emotional connection when you say that to people? You say, well, I never thought about that. I say, well, that's for one. And for two, don't you think a lot of other CPAs will say the same thing? I love, I mean, how can a CPA not love numbers? That is just a given. You don't have to even say it. Anymore. <laughs> if you don't love numbers, you shouldn't even be a CPA to begin with. Right. And don't all CPA all kind of want to help the client save money again. Right. If you don't even enjoy that part, you shouldn't even be, be a CPA. So I said, okay, those two things don't really mean anything, you know, to, to your customers, to your clients, to your potential clients. Then they say, well, what am I supposed to say? Okay. All right. Let's figure out what you're supposed to say. So I dig deep when I work with people. So I took him down the memory lane because I'm trying to find some elements you know, that from his past experiences that that is related to what he do. Right. But also has a deeper meaning so that when he tells that story, then somehow people remember the story. Right. People. Now, I tell you, people may not remember your name, but if you have a good story, people always remember your story. Right. So that's the point. That's why it has to be relevant. So, I mean, 
it's it's difficult with this guy. So I kept asking, okay, so he's been in, in his, you know, um, he's been practicing for a while. Say, okay, do you have any like crazy stories, good stories, any stories that you can share with me, you know, with your clients? Nah, not really. I mean, most of them are pretty happy. That's why they stay with me. But, you know, nothing that I can think of. And I said, okay, well, what about when you were still in, you know, college? Any any crazy stories, Any anything that you can share? No, I got pretty good grades and, um, you know, I study a lot. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't really do any crazy stuff in college. I, I was a pretty good student and, you know, not really. Okay, what about high school? Mm, no, nothing that I can think of. I mean, really, everything I ask him is like, no, you know, pretty basic. And I say, okay, what about younger when you were growing up? Well, I had pretty good parents. Um, they were pretty loving, pretty normal childhood. <laughs> so I couldn't get anything out of this guy. Then I'm like, you know what? At least you have to give me one story. If you can't give me one thing, we're not leaving. So keep thinking. I keep staring at him. It's like, keep thinking. Come on. You got to have something that you have not shared. Come on. We're not leaving until <laughs> so you give me something. So finally, after a long time, he said, well, you know what? I actually have never told a story and I totally forgot about it until you asked me. I said, okay, what story is this? He said, well, when I was about seven or nine, uh, my father was audited. And I remember I was standing by the doorway, watching him going back and forth and trying to get his paperwork ready. And he was driving the whole family crazy because we didn't know how to help him. And we were just all watching him going crazy by himself, you know, and um, getting all stressed out and, and, you know, being not in a good mood all the time because he didn't have, he didn't have his paperwork ready and he was driving everyone crazy. And I remember that time. And, um, and I never told anyone that story. I say, well, do you think that has something to do with you picking, you know, your major and, and wanting to be a CPA? He said, oh. I never, I never made that connection. <laughs> and, <laughs> that is a story that you need to tell because think about it, you know, wanting, wanting to help people save money and all that, throw that out the window. That has no bearing on, on, on your customers. They don't care. That's a given. And I say, but if you share the story, what do you think they, what do you think they will feel? Oh, they, I mean, don't you think they will feel they, they can relate to you? Nobody wants to be audited. Period. Nobody wants to know what it is, right? And, you know, for, for the clients who, who don't want to be audited and or, or who want to really be, be really good with the, paper, with the paperwork, so in case yeah. they get called the next day, they're ready to go. Nobody wants to, wants to try to get everything together at the last minute. So those are your no. perfect clients. People who don't care about being audited, they may not be your perfect client. Trust me. Yeah. So say, okay, all right, I'm going to test it out. So he tested it. He said, oh, wow. It, it's actually, people say, <laughs> people started referring me to clients because they say, oh, you know, like, like so-and-so, my friend, you know, they just got called and, and then they, they need to get the paperwork ready. They're so afraid of getting audited again. I mean, those are your perfect clients. That's the story. You see, so wow. it could be something that you never even shared with another human being. It could be something that happened when you're seven years old. You see? So that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. What we do actually, you know, always stems from something 
that has been established when you when we were younger. It may not be nine years old,、yeah. it may not be seven years old, but you know, if if I mean, it happens every time when I you know talk to my clients. It does, you know, it always stems from you know somewhere early on. There's something in our history that led us. It's not from when you're 21 year old or 30 year old, usually. No. Yeah. Well, it was so funny you talked about that, and I'm like, yeah, my entrepreneurial story goes back to childhood too. We'd play business in the middle of three, and we'd play business when it was my turn to pick the game because I always wanted a business, like from like five years old.、See? I always wanted to follow an entrepreneurial life, and. It's it's from that, and I didn't I didn't I like that guy. I didn't remember that story for years. So someone's like, "How did you get into business?" And I'm like, "Huh? How did I decide it?" Like somewhere in our history,、somewhere. I love that and tapping into those deep stories because they're, I mean, I, they're emotional. They are attached. Yeah, to us. They, they are exactly. So that's why that's why you never. I mean, not you per se. That's why people don't always share、yeah. because it, it's it's a piece of them, right? And and it also sometimes、yeah. it feels very vulnerable. You know, I don't. Hold,、yeah. Like you want to hold on to that story. It's like, oh, I don't know if I、uh-huh. should tell this story.、It's、so personal. It feels very personal、yep. a lot of times, right? But actually,、yeah. you is very personal. But that story actually serves a purpose. Like this guy, it serves、yeah. a purpose for him. You see, so that's why、yeah. I say telling a relevant story it's so important. You know, make sure that your story is relevant. Otherwise, it's not going to have any impact. It's not gonna, yeah. It's not gonna really, you know, Im- impact the the potential clients or、exactly. customers that you're really talking to.、Yes. So, out of curiosity, so it kind of sounded like this. This guy started with that 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 elevator pitch networking. We've all been there. Whether we're doing it like this networking or in person networking, how does storytelling really, you know, or how can we take that to deliver that better pitch? Because it kind of sounds like. That changed the game for him in networking, and I know a lot of entrepreneurs. So, what's one tip or one way that people could take that storytelling and encapsulate it inside that pitch? So, let me give you an example, right? Using this guy, since you're familiar with this story now. So, before he said, "Oh, I'm so and so CPA, blah blah blah," right? Boring. So now, instead of telling people right up front, "Oh, I'm a CPA," right? He doesn't even say that. He say, "Hi, I'm so and so," and people, "Oh, what do you do?" Well, let me let me let me share you know let me share my、uh, childhood you know、um, you know story that I have with you, and then he launches into his story, and then afterwards he said, well, you know, so I specifically help clients who want to make sure that their paperwork is ready, so that in case if they get audited the next day, they're ready to go. So if you know somebody like that, I could use a referral. Wow, hugely impactful. That's it. Because you feel like you got to know that. Because I think that's the thing about elevator pitches. We stand there and we're like, "Okay, put it on. Here we go. Give the pitch." Right. And then you kind of stand there and go, "Did you like it?" Wait, what am I supposed to say? Like, okay, I have to say my name. I have to say what I do. Like all these things, right? But you know what? At the end of the day, you can throw all that out if you cannot relate. If you cannot create that emotional bond quick, quickly, nobody's going to remember you. I don't care how good you can pitch. It's not about how good your pitch is. It's about how relatable you can be, and how people、mm. instantly absorb what you do. Yeah, and be able to refer you, right? If people can't get, I mean, a lot of people pitch really, really well. But at the end of the day,、yeah. you go, wait, what do you do again? <laughs> you see, I don't get what you do. Yeah. Sometimes people get really、yeah. technical because their field is very technical,、uh, right? So they think it only、mm-hmm. showcases the expertise. They also have to be technical, 
but that's more mm. critical because most people are not technical. I mean, you cannot be technical with a layman who has no idea about your business. So don't be too technical. People don't get it. So the whole thing, yeah. the idea about a pitch, a good pitch, is make it relatable, make it fun, make it relatable, make it memorable. Yeah. Then you will have the impact that you want. So. Do you recommend that people like it's not like this guy had like that one story? Are there? Do you recommend like taking if, for example, if I didn't have a childhood story and I couldn't think of any, do examples from past clients or stories with other clients do those work well in storytelling or how would that maybe pull in as well? Yeah, those work to the storytelling. Yeah, those work. You know, um, but if you haven't, if you don't have a story that's very personal that 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 goes back to what you do, that means you know. You haven't really um, found it, so hire somebody to help you find it because it's always there, always, always. There. Yeah. I mean, I work with so many different kinds of clients. You know, every time I talk, mm -hmm. to them, always stems from something. You know, that 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 was established early on. So you know, get somebody to help you find it. It's always there. It's just a matter. Yeah, that story is right. Just uncovering the story that's actually, and it's almost sounding like a little bit like you're saying, you know, it's that why, you know, why are you a CPA? Why are you in marketing? Why are you yeah. connected? You know, there are many levels of the why. Sometimes, you know, um, sometimes you can use it and sometimes it, it, it may not even be there. Sometimes, like, for example, some people have inherited a business, right? Or somebody has like bought a mm -hmm. franchise business, right? So mm -hmm. they, it's like, okay, what's your why? Oh, I don't really have one, right? So, and then you have to mm. create different elements, you know, from their own experiences yeah. and to tie that into, you know, that story to make it relatable. So it doesn't have to be. Oh, that, yeah. it, if you have it, it, that's the best. But if you don't have it, there are always other ways to, to, to tie it all together. Interesting. So in modern marketing, what you and I are doing, this video piece is huge. It's some of what I talk about a lot in my own stuff. And we chatted a little before, but how, I mean, obviously storytelling and videos go super hand in hand, but I'm sure there's a few things that we should and shouldn't do. <laughs> and I'd love to hear your thoughts because I have things on my head, but what are some things that maybe, you know, bringing that storytelling aspect into a video or just even video in general that can help people relate because you and I both know most of communication is this is not what's coming out of our mouth and video helps that but I know it can also hurt that so what are some ways that people could actually use video to and storytelling to further that branding and, and marketing piece well here it is <laughs> we all have it <laughs> right next to us at all times yes so it it's it's a matter of it's a matter of not, especially for entrepreneurs, well, big corporations is different. Mm -hmm. For entrepreneurs, it's, yeah. it's, to me, it's not putting on the facade. Mm, because okay. a lot of times people think, oh, I have to be this way. I have to be that way. Mm -hmm. I have to speak like this. I have to speak like that. I have to, I have to take on a persona, right? So a lot of people, mm -hmm. you know, they, um, they teach, you know, you how to, like, how to do on a camera. You, you know, like, like actors, right? They take on when they act, they actually take on a persona to get into the character, right? But, but because that's their job, it's, they're not acting them. They, they are, you know, they, they're acting another character, right? 
So they have to take on different, you know, um, characteristics of the character, right? You know, smoking, walking a different way, you know, picking up a different accent, right? So that's a different persona. So a lot of people, you know, yep. they go to, they go to um, you know, seminars or webinars to learn how to pitch better. And then they would talk yeah. to, oh, you, 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 you know, they didn't realize it, but in the way subconsciously, they were taught to put on a different persona. And that to me is mm -hmm. a big no-no. Because for entrepreneurs, yeah. why do people want to buy from you? It's because they want to buy from you. It's not about they want to buy from this persona. So when you try to put on this persona or you try to, you know, be something that you're not, then you're actually hurting your chances of engaging with people because people want to spend yeah. money on you. They want to buy from you. So you have to be authentic. You have to drop all of that persona. You have to speak your natural mm -hmm. voice. You have to be, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just be you and, and, and don't worry about not being perfect. Like I cannot tell mm -hmm. you sometimes, you know, some, you know, sometimes people say, Oh, I, I need you to send me a video and it can just be one minute. And yep. I actually make mistakes in those, in those one minute. And I don't even bother to correct it. I just send it. Nice. Because nice. It, it's not about being perfect. It, it's about being, yeah. it, it's about letting the real you shine through. And when you're able to shine through, you'll be able to attract the customer who was supposed to be buying from you to begin with. Yep. So that's my number yep. one tip. You know, don't don't try to follow, you know, people who say, Oh, you have to speak with an authority. You have to have this voice. You have to have an announcer voice, whatever. <laughs> I hate that all the time. It's not about that. Nope. No, I think some of my, my, and, and you think about those, like, why do videos go viral? Because it's a human being sitting in front of you doing a thing. Like, it's not, it's never the, the video that's like, you know, Ooh, that looks super polished. And that, and, you know, as entrepreneurs, we're not trying to make viral videos, but I mean, I always tell the story of theirs and it happened on a podcast. I was getting really excited and talking and I smacked my glasses off my face because <laughs> I talk with my hands. Right. When I first started doing videos, I would actually sit on my hands and I like, I'm going to struggle. Oh. I can't, I can't talk without the hands. But then I realized I would do it down low. Mm -hmm. So it looked like this. It looked like this weird. So I finally had to bring it up to my face yeah. and really just, this yeah. is who I am. This yes. is the bad part is sometimes it gets into my face, but it's that authentic is what you're getting at that yeah. human. Just looking at, Hey, Melissa. I see Melissa, I hear Melissa, then I go to have a private conversation. Oh, it's Melissa. Exactly. Not some weird other human being yeah. sitting in front of you. Right, absolutely. So, well, I love that tip because it, it really is, you know, especially when you're doing professional to professional, it's just, just be you. There's nothing easier. Exactly, because it's only you. It's not a double you. Yeah. <laughs> no. No, no. Yeah. And I, I mean, we've, you've probably watched these videos, but you can, they're just painful. You know, I, I see this and I see women do this, but I'm sure men do it too. You know, they've got the camera all the way across the room and you're, you're just, and they're sitting there in a suit, just reading a script and you're like, Oh, just pick up your phone, put it in front of your face. Well, I'll, I'll say nice one thing to that. I don't know if you heard, um, this, this is something that Oprah said, you know, on, on one of the Oprah oh. shows. 
She said, the longest journey we have as human beings is the journey from our head to our hearts. Yep. It's true. That it is, it is true. I was, I was personally battling it this morning. I'm like, yep, that one. <laughs> and it's true. But I think that the, the benefit nowadays of having this is just, hey, I feel like talking to my clients. Okay, pick it up and do it. Yeah. And just that, that bravery, because I think there's a lot of bravery in story, in telling our own in it the moment is. stories. It does take a lot of, yeah. it does take a lot of bravery and it does take um, us to, to really drop the facade and be vulnerable. And that is the thing that most people are uncomfortable with. You know, they talk all mm -hmm. about, oh, I don't have the right makeup. I don't have the right outfit and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I think the, the, the thing that prevents people from doing it is is a lot of people just can't bring themselves to show, you know, the vulnerability side. Yep. I think that's it. It's true. I, I agree. And I think the moment that you just get comfortable with doing that, like, it's amazing how then all of a sudden you're just attracting all those ideal clients and you're like, what am I doing? Nothing being you. It's great. It's, great. Yeah. <laughs> it's the easy part. That's the easy part. So Melissa, this has been fantastic. I've loved hearing how the stories and incorporating it into our modern branding and marketing for the audience who's listening. If they would like to get connected with you today, what's one great way for people to connect with you right now? Well, the Duck Punk, right? So go to my Duck Punk site, D-U-C-K-P-U-N-K.net. Duckpunk.net. That's pretty fun to say. <laughs> say that five times fast. The link is right down below for anyone watching or listening. Get connected with Melissa. If you're struggling with telling your own story, get connected and maybe we can she can help you uncover your own story to tell to your clients. Thank you so much, Melissa, for being on the show today and sharing some tips and advice to the audience. I really appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. Bye. Yes. And to the audience watching, thank you for joining us. I'm wishing you peace as you flow off to the rest of your business days. We'll talk again soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Flow Working, the Entrepreneur's Podcast. Make sure you find... Follow and please review us on your favorite podcast platform.